Welcome to Book Pile Banter. This is Amberly with Sarah and Kim, and today we are doing our rapid reads, Stuck With You, which is the second in the uh, feminist novellas by... Allie Hazelwood. Yes. <laughs> Sounded like you didn't know when you were looking no. at it. No, yeah, yeah, you were like clicking. <laughs> so I was like, are you going to your notes? No, no, I was scrolling down so I could see my little, oh, all sorry. of it. And I was, pause there. my weird pause was because I was like, stem- I think I said feminist and I meant stemicist. Steminist. Here we go with the stemicist again. So. <laughs> Apologies. Rewind. <sighs> okay. Welcome. Allie Hazelwood. <laughs> Ronan! <laughs> I doubt he was audible. Uh, I know. I was just Okay. <laughs> Three. Two. Welcome to Book Pile Banter. This is Amberly with Sarah and Kim, and today we are doing our rapid reads for Stuck With You, which is the second in the Steminist novellas by Allie Hazelwood and was published in 2022. The plot is Sadie gets stuck in the elevator with her one night stand and the man who might have threatened her career. Because I really didn't know how to sum it up beyond that without like just I have vague recollections, <laughs> recollections of that now. Why did you put such a weird emphasis on the author name? Because <laughs> you said it on the pre-recording situation and you know it and so you're just trying to make me feel awkward. <laughs> you're saying the listeners at home won't know why she's going, Allie Hazelwood. <laughs> because I, I regularly just... emphasize things weirdly. I feel like this is just expected. Um... Okay, so on that note, Kim baby remembers this. I mean, when did you read it? If you, in fact, read Probably it. Probably two, three weeks ago. Well, and I've been, did I, I think I read this when I was in Korea. I don't know why I you did. it recently on Goodreads. How recently? Like, like at least it showed up within the last day. Like day. Oh, I've been, I've been only marginally online for about oh so it it's probably that her kindle caught up with actually having an yeah, internet yeah, connection no, no i think i finished it in korea so okay and i think i've been on airplane ahead. mode on my you have, kindle since so, then so, so it just been, just synced yeah i did think it was written like if you just read this how have you forgotten no, it's been a long time i do remember enjoying it i read it very quickly but i don't Remember much about it, but okay. I'll remember as you guys talk. <laughs> All right, so Sarah, what did you think of it? Um, I'm just, you know, I enjoyed it with certain caveats. caveats? Yeah, <laughs> um, I knew that was coming. I mean, I just, I also just can't believe that in a one week span, I had to read two novels <laughs> that graphically described Cunnilingus. Like, I just, my least favorite thing to read about it. I got just a face full of it, so to speak. <laughs> I liked that snort. That was awesome. Thank you. It was painful. <laughs> you gonna be okay? I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I, I like playing with words and that was fantastic. <laughs> it was funny. Oh, this oh, is going to be a rough record. <laughs> okay, so moving away from the Cunnilingus, what else did you like about it? 
what did I like about it? Because yes. let's be clear, that was not <laughs> a feature of enjoyment. Um, uh, I, semantics are important today. <laughs> I suspect it will be for this and another issue. I did enjoy their dynamic. Eric was a little strange, I thought, throughout. Um, I, uh, I did not like the whole jumping back and forth like every chapter mm-hmm. flash by. I hate that. Um, and I know that we got that a little bit with the previous one, but I feel like there was the one in the present and then all of the... That one was like a past. countdown. Yeah, and then this one the was... Pet present. Yeah, this one was flippy floppy. I Which wasn't I a huge fan of like it. That. Yeah, because I'm like, oh god, we have to get to a section where they have sex. And we did. We well, did. And so... I didn't hate this, but I definitely like her novels more. And I say novels, but you guys have only read one. The other one comes out later this month, but I have read it. Um, I like it when it has more balance with the science to kind of downplay the weird all men are giants and we must climb them and... And the weird description of him being a Viking, Norwegian, Danish god of a human and of course the female's a tiny little thing that could just barely handle him um oh yeah i'm i'm tired of the giant dick tiny vagina thing yeah I'm really tired of it so like i wish i i wish it was a full-length novel because in her full-length novels she only spends like a chapter maybe two on like the sex and then you have all of the buildup, all of the science. It's like when you get to it, it's like, okay, here's the sex situation. Cool. We're doing that. That's done. Okay, let's finish up with our wrap up here. Um, with these, like, there's just not enough there that it really is just kind of like superficial kind of setup, vague mention of other characters and then other novellas, sex, the regretting of the sex, the making up and having more sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... With that ratio, it's more, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for, um, centered yeah. around the sexual encounter. And it's also harder to skip. It's not hard. It's just I don't, I want to skip it, but I am not sure how important it is to actually get the details because it is a larger chunk of the book because it's such a short novella. Yeah. But it's like, but I have it, to read things that I would normally just skim right over because I just I don't know. I think it's know. pretty clear because we're going to, there's another one. There's of these one more we're doing. That the sex is easy to skip because she doesn't yeah. put anything extra in there. But then it, it was like, it was something that happened sex. that night. So I was like, I guess I should read this. And I was like, I wish I hadn't read that. But, you know, yeah. Yeah. maybe next time. Well, and, <laughs> this is going to sound really weird. But like, I enjoy her writing, but she writes sex the exact same way every single time. Every person writes sex the exact same yes, way. Yes, but like in in this case, it's always one of them is awkward in this situation and the other one has to assure one of them's giant, one of them's tiny. They're both super enthusiastic, you know, and it's like, okay, there, there, there are other dynamics you can write. Not going to ever make you guys read those because I now know that that, like, just not go over well. (laughs) But, like, there is more you can put into that. It feels like the same characters. I I feel, uh, for me, I feel like I've read these characters three times now. 
Yeah, I, that's another thing, too. I was thinking, like, well, if the first one was still kind of like a Raylo, you know? Yeah. Um, less recognizably Raylo than... Fuck. Memory. Come to me. Um, the one with... Love on the Brain? Was it? Love Hypothesis. Love Hypothesis, yeah. Yes. Love on the Brain. That's Hypothesis. the one that's coming out. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I can picture it in my head. I was like, I could have sworn that was a book, but... Okay, so Love Hypothesis, obviously Raylo. This one was mm-hmm. the first... The one that's not stuck on you, with you? Uh, I can't remember. Roommate, something about... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head at the moment. Reload. So I was like, maybe this will be other... If it's still Star Wars-y inspired, maybe it'll be other ships. But no, it was like... Just big, giant man. Bulky, giant man. This was supposed to be like a Thor type of thing. It... I mean, not that... But I haven't caught the star wars aspect of any of these and so uh, I, I didn't i wouldn't see that this Marvel one was particularly yeah. re- like reminiscent so oddly enough this one didn't make me think of thor it actually made me think of oh what is his um one of the scars guards alexander scars yeah it made me yeah brother. it makes me think of alexander scars guard not the least thor appealing of the scars <laughs> um i suspect below zero which is the next one is gonna make me think of thor this, I felt like it was like, oh, yeah, you might recognize, like, Chris Hemsworth in this. But there was so much emphasis on the, no, he's actually Danish. That I was like, maybe it's supposed to be more, like, Skarsgård-y. Well, they're, I, they're not Danish, but okay. No, I know. But, like, like there was so much emphasis on the Norwegian aspect yeah. of it that I was like, this doesn't, I'm not getting Chris Hemsworth vibes. I wasn't necessarily getting, what's his name vibes, Adam... Driver vibes. Well, I wasn't either, except for the fact that it was a giant, huge man. Yes. And that's where I was like, okay, so it's a giant, huge man. I'm like, how many giant, huge men are there that, like, are pop culture iconic? I still can't see Driver as a giant, huge man. (laughs) Apparently he's really big. Well, he's tall and he has, like, broad shoulders. I mean, if you... If you yeah, we've, had this, yeah. we've, had this, we've had this discussion before. I still don't see it as as because he's he's still quite very, lean, very lean. Yeah, I would consider him like looming in yeah. height, but yeah. not necessarily like, like tree trunks. Like, yeah, like <laughs> where they have these, where they describe these like, bulging muscles. Not like Chris Hemsworth. I don't know if I would describe. I don't know. I'm okay. saying I'm saying Driver is not a Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth as Thor. In Chris terms Hemsworth of, can be so, lean. so many differences. Oh, have you seen the newest Thor? Yeah. Oh god, he was massive. He in was that. defined, that, but I wouldn't really oh, consider him a beefcake. No, that was like I, I honestly, I <laughs> imagine like the weightlifters who have just these oh, bulk. like a bodybuilder. So yeah, anytime anyone says like a bulky dude, that is what I'm picturing, and that is not attractive. So I always <laughs> struggle when they describe describe a male love interest as being like bulky. Yeah, bulky. It's just like yeah. Oh. oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I got more, like, Skarsgård vibes from this. And in terms of, like, how the character was acting and stuff, oddly enough, it made me think of Skarsgård in True Blood. Um, I've not seen True I Blood. I know you've not I seen True Blood. It, so I, I know, you, neither of you can contribute to that. But that's what it made me think of. It did not give me, give me Chris Hemsworth well, vibes. But, and it might have been. Which is weird, because I was, like, looking at the image, and I was like, are we getting, like, a Draco Malfoy kind of thing? Because I... I I would be curious. And then he was described as being so big and so bulky and so Norwegian. I was like, that is not Draco Malfoy. No, no. <laughs> oh, I'm like, whoever drew this did not draw. Yeah, any characters that I could possibly imagine just, like, went out the window the moment she said that he was, like, broad and massive. massive. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the author clearly has types. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. 
clearly has types and, and, and even going back to the conversation about the sex is the exact same way every time. Yeah. She clearly has a style of sex that she quite enjoys and thinks Or is, is comfortable writing. Yeah. I wouldn't say she's the type of writer that writes out of creation from whole cloth. I, I would say she's the type of writer that writes that which she knows. Um, and so... Sorry, my booty just twitched. Um, and so, you know, when, when you get when you get to the sex, it, she's writing what she thinks and believes, not well, thinks is in a negative way, is is what is a gratifying sexual encounter. Well, and, and what I'll say is she did start out writing fan fiction. It very much is fan fiction sex, mm-hmm. um, which sounds really weird, and I don't know how to describe it, and it may offend people, but, like, there is just... Fan fiction sex is, like, titillating, not really, like... There, well, there's no practicality. Not, nope. Not, yeah, no. There's the no, wrong word is practicality. More, not enough reality to it. Yeah. To what actually physically happens with the body. Um, because like I read this and I'm like, okay, this is like, okay, I get what's going on here, and and I feel like she does try to spend time developing that these sexual situations also have like impact on the character's personality which i'll give her credit for that you know most people would just prop it on in there we're good continuing on there is some reflection on the character i think in stuck with you it draws flat and that's because i kept expecting there to be a reason why confined spaces and being underneath him was so like so hard for the main character for sadie right sadie um but we never got an explanation as to why she's in there panicking in the elevator as the space is too small. Why, when she's underneath him, it's too much. It just is stated. And I was like, I was really well, expecting I mean, that. She didn't say she was claustrophobic. But um, it was presented as feeling it. But I feel like that was because she was stuck in a small space with him specifically. That's, that's the impression Because she I was like... You. She never really thought of herself as claustrophobic, but suddenly when she was in there with him and he seemed to be taking up all the space. I was still expecting that to have, like, some reasoning behind it. To, I just I, I saw I it as a continuation it, yeah. of her being small. He's giant, so yeah, in I certain say, situations I, I she gets overwhelmed. This, this concept in, in sex that if you're with a large man that... They're somehow their weight is bearing down on you, and again, that is not how sex occurs. Yeah, because any man who lays on top of you and is doing the business and actually physically lays on top of you is the most selfish human being on the face of the planet. Without any realization, you must breathe at some point. You yeah. can't have two hundred pounds of weight on top of yeah. you and not lose the ability to breathe. Oh, it's just not. It's like momentum's not going to be great with that either. No, no. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. I Like I said, with this one, I think has been my least favorite. Um, I didn't hate reading it. No. I was just like, like I said, I was expecting there to be more to it, especially with the flipping back and forth. I was like, what is our big momentous thing? And then it's she, once again, we have this character who is making assumptions about what somebody else is doing. Yeah. Without... I'm getting really tired of that trope. Getting really tired yeah, of it. Yeah, there wasn't any like... Like, no reasoning. The character didn't take a second to reason and be like, oh, well, you know, we were talking about my work all night, so, you know, maybe I should ask him. It was just an assumption that he stole... Sorry, stole from her. Yeah. When she had public documents published. Yeah. And he was so amazed with her. And instead of, like, being a mature adult and, like, truly addressing this, she just shut him out. Yep. 
Yep. No, she was... This female character was was most assuredly very unappealing as as far as a character is concerned because she, she did. I mean, why would you why would you start with he stole from me? Why yeah. why would you start there? And then because it, her boss had kind of planted that idea in her head. Did she? Yeah, yeah, she did. She was like, "Oh, who did you talk to recently? Someone took your it's work." Like you didn't go into detail, did you? And then she's like. I did. Yeah, but you and... know what you've published. I mean, this... But the odds of someone actually finding it... Right, but she was limitedly published. Very limitedly published. She knows what she's published, and, and she should... I, I don't know. It, I don't remember the I details enough sense. other than um, I didn't enjoy it. See, but to me, it didn't concerned. make sense only in the sense of, like, be a mature adult and confront him. Talk to him. Be like, why the fuck did you take this from me? What the hell? Don't, like... Well, she did that later in the elevator. <laughs> yes, but that was after avoiding if him. If she hadn't done that, if she had confronted him immediately, we wouldn't even have a story. We so. wouldn't, because they would have just gone on with the relationship and, and it would have been... But as we weird. know, I don't love miscommunication, especially when it's like this weird forced miscommunication where it's like, if you guys would just take two fucking seconds to say, excuse me, did you do this? But if she doesn't trust him anyway because she thinks he's a great actor and she asks him that, she might not believe the answer anyway, so... Okay, but then then have it be the story of him regaining her trust. Not... That sounds boring. <laughs> this was... This was boring. It was I didn't hate it, but, like, it... it Like, at least the last one, it was forced, forced proximity, and, like, we watched them slowly come together, that it made sense when it happened. This one, it was like, oh, they had one massive, magical one night. Then he stole her stuff. And I put quotation marks around, stole her stuff. She shut him out and then she gets trapped with him and then it's fine again. Because they are finally forced to talk. I don't know. As this person who would immediately shut someone out if I suspected that, it's like, it seems, it's frustrating as the reader to see them making these mistakes. But I can fully understand her viewpoint. (laughs) So, you know. As the person who regularly speaks up for you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah i i don't know i wasn't a huge a huge fan and then on top of it the relationship was just it felt pretty much cookie cutter to the others so i didn't love the premise behind it and i didn't understand the superstitions like i get that the superstitions was kind of like the way to end up for them to have the weird meet cute kind of situation but yeah, like, that, it just, just me, she me. had to have a croissant a shitty croissant oh, some restaurant. yeah and she that had her, her superstitions and then we just like Okay, there's the cute lavender underwear joke. But, like, it didn't continue to play out. I don't remember that either. Is that like uh, Honeydew? No, no, no. No, she joked that for her meeting, she has to have lavender panties. And then they went on a date later, and he's like, oh, so you're wearing lavender panties. And she's, like, teasing with him, and then she finally takes off her whatever yes, she was wearing. They and they were not the lavender panties. He's like, oh, I thought they were going to be the lavender panties. She's like, oh, no, I went home and changed before the date. <laughs> and that's the extent of it. That is the moment when the superstitions stop being mentioned. So, other than vaguely, I think she blamed the croissant a few times for getting her stuck in the elevator with him. I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, you came off as I know hostile. <laughs> I know. I apologize. I am 
This is very atypical of you. You're very defensive of Yeah, books. you're supposed to be the good one. <laughs> we're, we're both sitting here a little bit flummoxed because it's like, God What role am I supposed to play? <laughs> we're the angry, aggressive ones, not you. Sorry. I wasn't expecting me to like be like, ah, but the, like, the more I thought about it, I was like, this is not... So maybe we shouldn't have come at her writing so fast. Meaning we've done... We've, We've done these, and these stories were released over a period of time. No, no, just over the last like six months, like three months. The last one just came out. I was trying to defend her. No, no, they were like every other month. They came out every other month. The last one came out, I think, just last month. Well, hopefully, maybe June. No, no, the Steminus only came out over the last couple of of months. Okay, so maybe. Let me see here, just a second. Maybe there will be other people who will make similar critique and she will adjust her writing because unfortunately you know if people if she's writing for the audience that enjoys this kind of thing she's gonna keep kind of writing the same style of stuff yeah so Stemis came out uh, sorry Stemis (laughs) Stuck With You came out in June Below Zero came out in July and Under One Roof came out in May So they were literally one mouth. Okay, so Under just, One Roof was in May. It was in May. Stuck With You, which is the one we're doing right now, yeah. was in June, which is why I delayed it till August, because I was trying to give, you know, a buffer. And then we're going to be doing Below Zero in a couple of weeks, about a month, roughly. And that one came out in July. Can I do more Murderbot instead? <laughs> <laughs> no, because we have a book to go with that. <laughs> so I told you, January. We try. Every time. We try. These people are like going, God, just let them read bird lines. Stop discussing (laughs) But I don't know. I can bring up Dragon Riders of Bird in every single. Thank you. I was about to say, should we bring up Dragon Riders? Dragon Siders. Dragon Riders. Oh, that's Um, not going to end well. Just let her go. Then she'll figure it out. There you go. Um, (laughs) No, I wasn't expecting to be like, ugh, this book. Because I. I enjoyed it when reading it. It just is not the best executed of the books I've read of hers. I didn't like the the time thingy. It was jarring and weird. It, like, didn't create a natural flow for the storyline. And I hate how it always feels like you're just losing ground. You're always going back. It's like, can we just... But there was nothing to move on to except for them understanding what had happened. And now we're back together again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So... And, it, what else are you gonna do? and then, like, I don't know. It just like, it, and then the mind blowing night of romance oh and sex. And I'm like, do people really have this? You just meet someone and have that day, and that's it. That's 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 the basis for the rest of your life with that person. That one mind blowing day. Oh, could be. <laughs> As someone who does not actively date, like I'm like I, I just. I've never had a one night stand. And that's, I mean, I, I know you're talking about a long term yeah. relationship, but it's got to start as a, I'm going to meet this person and I'm going to have sex with them. Yeah. Even if that wasn't your intention. Yeah. Upon meeting them. I mean, statistically, it's probably happened to at least one person in human history. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, uh, yeah, I think like one night stand situations happen. Oh yeah. Um, whether it turns into this, this is this ultimate the, romance is the yeah, part this that is I'm the like person that has defined my explanation for all future sex. I'm I doubt it. 
Yeah, no, I, I can't. Statistically, men just aren't that good at sex, so, you know. <laughs> I hope we don't have a lot of male listeners. <laughs> Statistically, we aren't likely to have a lot of male <laughs> listeners. And the ones that we probably do have are, like, fair. Fair, fair. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the premise of a lot of what we've read in sex recently is men... Men should do better? No, men just... <laughs> Either the character is there to explain that some men can understand that female gratification makes for better sex. sex. Um, and that's kind of an educational plot point of, of the story. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't remember what I was going to say. Okay. Well. How long did we talk about that? Amber raged for? Uh, 20 minutes. 20 minutes. We're at 24 <laughs> minutes, so I took off four minutes because you guys did some talking. Um... <laughs> That I raged for 20 minutes. And it's all like, I blacked it all out now. I don't remember what I was raging about. I just was. Yeah. Yeah. Any other thoughts, comments? I hope we get something different in the next one. I hope so too. I I will be honest. I'm worried because like, it's the one I'm most excited about of mm. the novellas. Temper your expectations. I know. After okay, this so one, I'm nervous. Which of the three friends is the next one? Is that the Hannah, one? the one who's stuck in uh, uh, Norway. Okay, that's what I was trying to get yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. So this is the... I kind of thought because of him being all... Norwegian Danish. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. that was the story. And then it ended up not being that story. And I'm yeah, no, no, no. No, Below Zero is the one where it's stuck and the art kind of looks like Jane Foster and Chris Hemsworth to me. Okay, see, I was expecting that one and I kept looking at that artwork on the camera. I'm just going... I don't know where they see Jane Foster and Chris Hemsworth. No, in this, that's but below okay, zero. That's, that's what they told me. So no, I'm no, that's it. below zero. That's the next one. But that's forced proximity. So you'll like that better. Hopefully. This was also forced proximity, but like not the romantic forced proximity. It was angry. I'm sorry, lovers to enemies. I don't think really follows under I mean it does, but elevators will resolve within a set period of time. <laughs> You yeah, can't. one way or another. Yeah. <laughs> well, to me, it was just like, calm down. It, th- somebody will fix this. Yeah. There's no reason to freak out. And I understand, you know. I was like, maybe I could understand if, like, you desperately need to pee. You know what? Fair, fair. You're freaking that out. But, like, there was none of that. Like, there was no, like, she didn't God, have to pee somewhere. I'm thinking about that. I have to pee at the moment. And then I'm like, oh, my God. If I was stuck in an elevator and then oh. pee, the smell of urine in that space. I mean, if, oh you, just, my God. if you had to do it, uh, that would be that would be devastating. I, I mean, you get used to it, though. I don't think I would. I, I hang on to. I smell things, things pretty strongly that I don't. It's not even. Yeah. The continuation my, of the yeah. smell, the the abject embarrassment. Yeah. That I would endure. Oh, I can endure. I can promise but, you that abject embarrassment is so freaking intense. I've been there. I mean, would not you peeing in an elevator, but like if you were alone. Not if I was alone. Oh no! Oh, okay. even yes. more so yes. because someone yes. would be coming upon me. It, it <laughs> would not watching you do it. They'd be like, not, "I'm sorry, it took eight hours." It's <laughs> the knowledge that they know what I had to do, do. that would bother me. Like, bitch, we all pee. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I couldn't. I, I, I would be able to eventually talk myself into. I had no choice. I had to pee, or I was going to just pee myself. But there was just mortification. But the level also, of mortification would be so I intense. I would also <laughs> wonder in my brain if the the camera that I know is in an elevator because cameras are in yeah. every elevator. 
does it work separately from the, <laughs> this elevator losing its power? And would I be able to, to actually I pull mean, down my drawers and piss in a corner in an elevator? Well, if the power's out, then it'd probably be pretty dark in the elevator. So unless it's a night vision camera, it wouldn't really be able to pick anything uh, up. You know. okay. Also, were they in complete darkness the whole time? I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I no, think they have emergency was... lights in, in elevators, something that's separate than the, the actual... Well, is the camera... On I'm, that same line. I have to pee, so we need to get to the end of this. It's okay if you have to pee in front of us. You it's not to gonna happen, but it might happen if we don't. We don't I am sorry. Where the hell this went to? Because three minutes ago I was heading towards ratings, and now we have been discussing urine for three minutes. Okay, so I gotta pee really bad. We could just go. We're I mean, just gonna like, pause. We're just gonna go. pause. Okay. okay, now that all bladders have been relieved, and by all. We'll say all. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I'm tired. Um, okay, so ratings. Our first one is... What is our first uh, one, Sarah? Uh, how exciting. Okay. So, Kim, how excited did you find this one? Three. Okay. Sarah. Oh, I didn't rate it. Uh, <laughs> okay, check. It was like, what did I rate this? So I didn't do it. I would probably say three. Yeah, I think my excitement was a three. Yeah. All right. Even ease of reading, Sarah. Like I would say a four. Okay. Because of all the kind of lingus. Didn't want to read it. <laughs> Didn't want to read that part. Okay, Kim. The five. It was easy. Yeah, five for me too. It wasn't I? I read it in one day. It was quick, easy. Got it over with. That's what she said. <laughs> that is not what she said. Matt. I don't remember it. So. Oh no, they were going all night, all night. Yeah, because that's reality. <laughs> Anyway. What's our next one? Emotional reaction. Uh oh. <laughs> Kim, what was your emotional reaction? Three. Three. Sarah? Also a three. Also a three. I think mine was a three, two. Three also, not a three. Two. One. Not a three point two. Also a three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just <laughs> clarifying yeah, yeah. I was I was confirming that clarification. T-O-O. I was like, that's not how you spell two. And then I realized that it's it how you spell that too. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, Sarah, what was your overall rating? I think I gave it a four. Okay. Kim. I thought you said I rated it higher. I didn't give it a five. You did. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. Christ. You're like, what book did I read? What day of my trip was this? I might have just been, you know, loopy at that point. Who knows? Did I give it a five? Uh, give me just a second. I gotta go find you. I'm I almost certain you gave it a five because I was wondering what you would give it. And I was like, oh, wow, that's generous. <laughs> well, you know, depending on the day of the week, I can be far more generous than... You did not rate that one. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it. I saw it before. I'm on her profile. Weird. Maybe I didn't read it. Yeah, you did not read it. You did read it. You did not read it. You rated. Oh, I see. Oh, you gave it five stars. Man, what what made you give it a five star? I have yeah. no clue <laughs> whatsoever on the fucking face of the planet. Okay. No okay. idea. Okay. None. Will okay if I'm gonna rate it now. Especially after the conversation, because we all know that after the conversation, <laughs> I range much, much worse. Um, I would give it a three and a half. Okay. 
I, I would stick with my four. It's not a hard read. If you're just wanting more of the same thing, it's not... If you're just wanting to get turned on before you go to sleep at night. Why do you think people read these books? I read them for the plot. <laughs> Christ. I raised you, right? You did. <laughs> okay. and, and so you... Oh, never mind. I won't even ask that question because we're going to have that conversation next. <laughs> Okay, on that note, our intro and outro music is by Grant Newman and is called The Battle of the Nile from Epidemic Sounds. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Bookpile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. You can also email us at bookpilebanter at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. That was chaotic.